0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into a all new episode of Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy Candyman, Man, A L F R E to the D.
1: And it's the one and only true G. Just call me the QG.
0: And uh, as evidenced by just the two of us, you, know, you may be asking what's the dealio? but there's no <laughs> T O this week. Uh it's just me and QG this week. Uh, uh o's out on personal business. So yep. uh Shout
1: out yeah, to TO, man. Shout out, yeah, shout out, shout out to Mac Jackal. Matt Jackrell, what up, man?
0: Yeah, shout outs to the Dreadlocked Wonder himself, T.O. Uh, <laughs> he will be back next week. But uh today it's just uh me and QG and today's a special episode, cause at first we wasn't gonna do no episode without without our uh our brother here, but y'all have been sending in some email questions that haven't been addressed. So we're gonna answer them on the air today. So today is Ask the Rap Lab, so we might be talking about, I don't know, 15, 16, 20 different topics in the span of one episode. So um, those of you, who, those of you who have uh, emailed us at RapLabPod at gmail.com, um, and and I, and I do apologize that we didn't get to you sooner because some of these emails is dated from like a, a couple months ago, but we're we gonna answer everything uh, to the best of our ability um and if this episode goes well yaki emailing, mailing this might be a uh once every couple of shows trend you know so uh, absolutely bring QG, all,
1: before, on all
0: the, all the feedback qg before we start anything you want to say to their people
1: uh yeah i just want to thank you all for listening and tuning in and giving us feedback and asking us questions you know we really wanted to provide you guys with some good solid content when we first started this thing you know we are all true genuine hip-hop fans and we love the hip-hop culture and we really really want to thank you guys for making it happen there'd be no rap lab if you guys didn't participate in it it's a team effort so keep bringing in the emails keep bringing in the suggestions we merit it. we want it please bring it all on in this is an episode for the people
0: yep so uh this is uh ask us anything And, uh, yeah, so we're going to start with the first question. And this is interesting because we are on the uh, Apple Podcast charts in Paraguay. And somebody from Paraguay actually emailed us. And I'm going to read it as it was written.
2: Great. Uh,
0: So this is from Raul from Paraguay. So shout outs to you, Raul. Uh, Raul, Raul what
2: up?
0: Raul writes, gentlemen, good morning. I have one question. I love the show and have listened since episode three religiously. My question to the three of you gentlemen, well, two of us, because, you know, T.O. ain't here. Out of all the hip hop artists out there in the last 10 years, and I know you guys talk about more classic than modern, but for the last 10 years, who do you think is the rapper that gets the least amount of credit that should get more credit? So I'm guessing he's asking, who do you feel is the most underrated
2: rapper of the last decade? So QG, I'll spin it off to you first. Bro, you there?
1: Yeah, what happened? Did you hear a question? No, I heard the question, then I heard a beep and I responded. I said you want to take that first?
0: Oh, no, no, no. I said no. Nah, I said um no, nah, you go first and then I'll I'll chime in after. So, oh, Raul okay. Raul from Paraguay wants to know um who do you think is the most underrated rapper in the last decade?
1: The most underrated rapper in the last decade that is a very good question raul and i'm going to uh you know what i'm gonna jump on a limb here and i am going to say i gotta go with big crit i gotta go with big crit
0: any particular reason why you say crit is underrated i mean i know
1: he had that def jam deal to start the yeah yeah I mean, the reason why I say Big Crit is because, yes, he did have the Def Jam deal. Prior to that, you know, he was on the mixtape craze, Heavy, and he was really pushing through the mixtape circuit. Coming from Mississippi, and how many notable names do you know come from Mississippi as far as a hip-hop artist? People talk about David Banner. David, Banner's the, own
0: David Banner's the only one I could think of, honestly.
1: Exactly, you know? So for and him he, to come and, out...
0: And David Banner's... Sorry to cut you off. David Banner... I don't even think about rap, like like lyrics, when I think about David Banner. Right. I think about beats.
1: Beats, he's, he's, he's more known for his production and most known for his social efforts in the community and his political beliefs. So Crit, who is lyrical... He's not your regular country, Southern rapper, which he stated, you know, you're not going to get the stuff that you hear from the other rappers. He's very different, which was, which is what makes him special. And he has a great fan base. So I feel lyrically and content wise with the songs he comes out with, he doesn't get the credit or due he deserves when they talk about the top 10 Southern rappers or, you know, or, or, in, or in the bigger ranks involving all the regions. I feel that lack of promotion and the fact that he is independent makes it very hard because, you know, you don't hear too many people, unless you're a fan of Big Crit, talk about Big Crit. So as as great as he is, and I think he's great because I watched him perform live. I have all of his catalog. And it just puzzles me why he's not up there among the Drakes, the J. Coles, the Kendricks, even though he gets shouted out by these guys. And he has done interviews on the major radio stations. He has amazing freestyles that he's done all over the country. So I feel he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I think Crit is very, very underrated. And I think he is one of the best breath of fresh air in the past decade.
0: Okay. Um, For my answer to this question, I'm going to spin it back to Brooklyn. Uh, I think Joey Badass don't get enough credit Um Joey Badass is somebody who I've followed since the beginning. Um, and I, and you know me, bro. I normally say that mixtapes don't count. However, yeah. his 1999 mixtape will always and forever, you know, resonate with me. And, that was a fire mixtape. That was a fire mixtape. And I think that that mixtape has aged very well. And Pro Error as a whole, honestly, is... um. Is underrated, in my opinion. Um, They remind me of a... I know a lot of people compared Odd Future to Mm Wu-Tang when they first came out, but I think Pro Era was more more of a solid collective, more of a Wu-Tang-like, because...
1: Based on a lyrical standpoint, you would say.
0: Yeah, because you have Joey Badass, um, Capital Steez, Rest in Peace, uh, Kirk Knight, CJ Fly, Diamond Lewis, and Dirty Sanchez, and the rest of them, so it's just like, but, but out of all of them, I feel like Joey don't get enough credit. Like before the Why do you
1: feel a... that is? Why do you feel he doesn't get enough credit?
0: Because you know what it is? He don't make music for everybody. Mm. Like, if you look at the, the singles that he's put out between the two, and, and I know he only has two albums, and we've said it before, like Biggie only had two albums while he was alive. That's a small body of work. But... Yeah. I feel like when you look at the singles that they've that they put out for Joey, those singles are not like. And I know we've talked about people like like Drake on this on this show before, but his his singles don't have mainstream appeal. They're not. He makes conscious records or or records di- um, displaying his, his his rhyme ability, but he's not. I mean, devastated was the only song where he tried to make a song for radio play and that's actually my least favorite joey badass song but um yeah you just don't have the mainstream appeal and it's funny because he's he's out there in the mainstream because he's on that wu-tang american saga show on um on hulu
1: yes yes he is he is on that show which was interesting that you did mention that pro era uh reminds you of wu-tang and funny enough he he ends up on the the show on on hulu that's that's cool
0: but yeah, I think uh, before the money was a solid debut album. I honestly think when it comes to debut albums, that album doesn't get enough credit. And an All American Badass was an improvement. He didn't suffer from the sophomore slump, in, in my opinion. And I just feel, and and now there are rumors that you know he's become disillusioned with music. He wants to focus on acting. So we may not even get another Joey Badass project. But um, I think that like when when people talk about you know great new york rappers uh, of this generation like people look when when you say new york and even brooklyn in general people are quick to bring up a uh, fabulous who's still only pushing out mixtapes people are quick to bring up pop smoke who didn't even have an album until after he died right. but nobody nobody's uh no you know nobody's i'm um, giving joey his flowers while, he, while he's around you know what i mean and he
1: that's very a- important that's very important to do to give somebody their flowers joey I I heard of Joey from um he put me on and then you and I we've had discussions about it. When you spoke to me about you know, the one that I mostly listened to was, you know, Joey Badass and I've always respected his approach. Like he reminded me of a throwback rapper from the nineties. And that is one of the main reasons why I dug into him. I said, Here you go, you got somebody living up the tradition and the technique in the modern era which is very, very important, so I felt that his style is the present of the past, and you know we need that
0: yeah and 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 it and you know it's funny you mentioned that because when I talk to people about Joey um the the common criticism is he sounds outdated, he sounds like a nineties rapper,, mm-hmm. but I don't see what's wrong with that. I'd rather listen to him than. You know, a lot of these other other cats out here nowadays, but
1: agreed, agreed, yeah, man.
0: Like, and and don't get me wrong, I, I and I'm not trying to offend the dead. I actually like Pop Smoke's music, but on yeah. a good day, yeah. if I had to choose the the more impressive rapper, I'm I'm going to Joey and yeah, and that's no knock on Pop because you know, I, not at I,
1: all, not like at him, all, but, yeah. Pop is cool. Pop Pop is great for the parties. He's good for, you know, that energy, you, you know, you turn up, you you know, you get hype when you listen to pop smoke, you know, Joey, you know, he's more of a technical technique standpoint. So, you know, you put him on when you want to get some stories, you want to get some lyricism, you want to get some wordplay and punchlines, you put on some Joey badass, you won't be disappointed.
0: All right. And uh, thank you, Raul, for uh, writing in. Uh, we appreciate it. Yep. So, uh, all right, we got another question. You ready? I'm ready. All right, so this is from uh, somebody named DeAndre.
1: DeAndre, DeAndre, what up?
0: DeAndre uh, writes in, uh, Dear Rap Lab, I have been a faithful listener to the show since day one. I appreciate everything you do, and you have taught me more about hip-hop in the the several months that I've been listening to the show than I have known in my whole entire life. I couldn't have helped but to listen to episode 17, where you guys talked, about the George Floyd uh, tragedy at the hands of the police department in Minnesota and the conversation that you guys had on socialism and hip hop my question is to you since i don't have as much knowledge as you guys do if i was looking for an artist or a particular song who could you recommend who or what could you recommend that would be a great artist or listening point to talk to oh not to talk to to listen to if I wanted to get educated on so, on social issues or get a great commentary, thank you again for everything you do. I will continue to listen and support the show. Excellent question. All right, so Excellent I, I guess I guess I guess I'm guessing he needs a political recommendation. So, um, you want me to take this one first? You can go first. So DeAndre, uh, if you had to ask me for a political rapper because I, I, I can't just sit here and give you one song because there's so many of them so but i would i would say uh, a good starting point is killer mike mm. and i say that because killer mike's music is very political um killer mike is also somebody he's on the front lines as far as you know this um all this social injustice stuff and he's even been um he even teaches uh, he does a lot of um public speaking and he teaches courses at colleges um as an adjunct lecturer and and he and when he does these uh these these courses in the colleges he's not even talking about rap or hip-hop like i know bun b was brought in um to teach a class on hip-hop mia x has been brought in and teach a class of hip-hop but killer mike he's going to college um teaching civil rights classes or being or being a guest a guest professor for for that type of stuff so I mean shout outs to Killer Mike cuz um I I feel like like we said on that episode we I feel like we need these type of voices in in the culture you know
1: we sure do they're very important
0: And I'm surprised I, you
1: actually said Killer Mike first
0: Yeah cuz cause, cause again Killer Mike it, <clears throat> when you when you look at um when you look at, at what hip hop is doing in these in in times like these like yeah J Cole's out there marching with the people and, and shout-outs to Cole for that, because not a lot of multi-millionaires would go out on the front lines and protest with the people, but um, J. Cole's music is not all... Like, he don't make music about that,
1: you know what I right. mean?
0: But Killer right, Mike. Exactly.
1: Killer Mike, that's his bread and butter.
0: Yeah, and um if I could um recommend an album to DeAndre, I would uh, tell him to check out um, Killer Mike's album in 2012, Enabled Rap Music, spelled uh, R-A-P, with periods in between each letter. So, most definitely. Go ahead, QG.
1: Oh, man. Uh, Shout out to uh, DeAndre for that question. It's a beautiful question. For me, you got to pick your poison, brother. Uh, You got Public Enemy. You got KRS. You got Ice Cube. You got uh, rappers that, that really push the political standpoint. But for me, my personal favorite, I'll give you my personal rapper, on a political standpoint. I'm gonna go straight forward with Ice Cube. And um, the album I recommend for you is his sophomore album, The Death Certificate, which really has aged tremendously because even though the situations he was talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, what are we dealing with,
0: 1991? Yeah, Death Certificate, ooh, tongue tied. Death Certificate was 91, yeah.
1: The things that were going on in 91, he talked about, he painted a picture, and the stuff that's happening then is still affecting us now. So uh, one of the songs I recommend for you is a song called Us, which is on the Death Certificate album. And what I love about Ice Cube, he, he really focuses in on the Black community and the issues that is wrong with the Black community. And he is not only telling you what society has done, but he's also telling you what we as African-Americans have done. And he's giving you the blueprint of what it takes to make change. The family system, the structure, the employment, businesses, other outside forces coming into our communities and doing damage and doing things that still affect generation after generation after generation you could pick many songs or many albums from ice cube ice cube will give you the other types of records the radio records the hardcore records but the political standpoint i feel ice cube really pushes in that envelope and he's not afraid to give it to you cut and dry so that's why i pick Ice Cube because he's doing anything he's going to give it to you whether you like and you could break down the lyrics and see the stuff that he's saying is factual. It's not satire. He's a very well-educated person, and I feel you need that raw authenticity from somebody like the Ice Cube. You can also get that from a Chuck D from Public Enemy, highly recommended. You'll get that from a KRS-One. But I think the aggressiveness of Ice Cube putting his hand around the throat Criticism and the injustice is exactly what we need we need that today and i recommend the death certificate which is my favorite ice cube album you listen to that album and the stuff that he says then is still affecting us now so let that put the spark in your brain deandre
0: all right shout out to deandre for writing in um this next question i can't answer because it is directed specifically to you bro all right um shaquana writes in Fellas, I love the podcast. I listen every week. I am a true hip-hop head through and through. However, I have just one question. Why, when Alfred brings up Suge Knight, does QG (laughs) always call him his government (laughs) Marion?
1: Shout out to you, Shaquada. Let me answer that question. The reason why I call him Marion is because this is an inside joke between Alfred and I. Since you're a listener of the show, he loves to bring up... That stupid, ridiculous DVD by, uh, what's his name? Bloomberg? Nick, Nick, Nick Right, 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 right. Sweep, right, right. Sweeping Broom, whatever his name by is. By the
0: way, by the way, go go watch Biggie and Tupac, directed by Nick Broomfield. Oh, we'll Lord that.
1: mercy. The
0: well, the right,
1: right, right, right. It's an inside joke between Alfred and I, Shaquanna, because he loves bringing up that DVD. And he loves bringing up the segment involving Suge Knight, where he's at the prison and he's talking to Broomfield about, oh, Snoop will never come. And and all and, 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 um, oh, this is for the kids and all that stuff. He's acting like Suge Knight is a saint. You know what I mean? He says he wants to be like Suge Knight. And another sidebar, he loves to call people by their first name, people that he don't even know either. So I just do that wait, just wait, to who, get who, back who, at him because I, he does the same thing. You do the same thing. Who I call by their first name on this show? Percy.
0: Oh, that's the colonel.
1: Hey, you don't know that man from a can of paint. So what you And not only him, you've done that to a whole bunch of other people, man. You've done that to a whole bunch of other people. So I do that just to tease him back from him doing that. So it's nothing personal involving uh, Suge Knight. I just do that just to, you know, just to tease the Candy Man because Candy Man does it all the time.
0: Touche. I mean, I, I have had conversations <laughs> where I act like an asshole, so I give you that yeah that's
1: the only reason
0: all right this uh this next question i well this is directed specifically to me all right this is kind of i don't know whether to take this as an insult or not but i'm gonna go ahead and answer it anyway Hmm. so derek writes in fellas i love the show alfred however provides much comedy through my work day Sometimes I wish you guys would do multiple episodes a day because his shenanigans are outright hilarious. However, he's a genius. You said what'd you say?
1: He's a genius for calling it shenanigans.
0: That he he continues to write. However, there is only one thing that Alfred does that does not sit well with me. Has he ever thought about taking vocal training courses for his singing? <laughs>
1: I, I'm finally, yo. Shout out shout out to Derek. Round of applause, man. Yo. You man, you, you know that? Thank you. Finally, somebody that understands the pain that T O and I have to suffer with this man singing. Thank you. Are you gonna answer that question, Katie Man? Answer the question.
0: Yes. So shout outs to you, Derek, for writing in. I'll never get mad at anybody for writing into the show. However, <laughs> first off I'm not. I'm not a professional singer. I don't try to make a career out of singing. I, and if you notice, I only sing the hooks. If the song thank God
1: that's all you sing is the hooks.
0: If the song don't have a, a single hook, I'm not reciting nothing. <laughs> but I don't think I listen to I listen back to every episode we ever we've ever done, and my singing ain't that bad. Your singing is terrible. I,
1: my singing ain't my singing ain't that bad. Your so singing even, is terrible, man. You, I, you 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 yo, listen. Your singing is just as good as Randy Watson. Who the hell is Randy Watson? Oh no, really? Who is Randy Watson? Bertha May, are you listening, Bertha Mae? This man doesn't know who Randy Watson is.
0: <laughs> no, for
1: real. Who's who's Randy Watson? Coming to America, Candy Man.
0: Oh, I'm here thinking it's, so, it's, it's, it's hip hop related. Oh. If you
1: remember, if you remember in the movie where he's performing, singing um, "The Children Are Our Future," and everybody's in the crowd is just sitting there, and only one person is cheering for him, saying "That boy, good." He's like, "Yeah, good and terrible." Interesting. <laughs>
0: but no, I will not take vocal training, Derek. Uh, no need for it. But uh, thank you for listening to the show. Though I'm glad I I can provide you with uh, some comedy through your workday, and uh, I wish we could do more than one episode a week, but you know life doesn't allow for it. But we appreciate you
2: though.
0: <clears throat> All right, yeah. another question. This this next one is also directed to only me. All right. So so um Shaquan wants to know, mm-hmm. fellas, I love the show. You guys teach me more about hip-hop than uh, anybody else I know personally, and I personally use you guys as a reference point. However, I have one question that I would like to be addressed in a future episode. Alfred, why do you keep reciting the same MC Shan line over and over and over in multiple episodes? I love these people. Yes, I know you would. Good question. He also goes on to ask, "Is, is the bridge the only... Uh, mc shan song that you know if so if so i would recommend born to be wild as another track that you can listen to and then good for you i would recommend that too and then the email cuts off so to answer your question shaquan no that is not the only mc shan song that i know i personally in my possession have two mc shan albums in my collection uh down by law and the aforementioned uh Born to be wild. Uh I mean I could I could recite kill that noise for you on a uh, Can you
1: but 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 you see that answers the question. Why is that the only one that you recite? That's his best known stuff. No, 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 no. Same as how I do to you with this Marion thing, you do that to rid me with the bridge. That's why you do it. Tell You'll him the, truth. To hear the story again and again
0: and how it exactly. all got started way see, back when see, the monument see, see, is right in your face
1: C. Shaquan let me help C. Shaquan this has to do with the beef DVD this has to do with MC Shan saying he's talking planes and boats and all that stuff so and this I guy ha- and I still
0: to- have yet to see the yeah. doorbell with the real bitches singing the note.
1: right this is why he does that just to make fun of just to get back at me because I say what I say and the whole thing with the BC cuz I'm from Queen, and so is G-Shan uh, so he just he just decides to do that on purpose. But yes, I can confirm he does have other Shan records in his possession. He does have the other songs, but he just does that on purpose.
0: I don't know whether it be low key offended is that the only MC Shan song. I know? I run we we have a we have a podcast about the culture for crying out
1: loud. But it's you're not helping by by doing the same song over and over and over so that makes the fans question is that the only one that you know you haven't done you haven't done kill that noise even though you say you know it you haven't done you have you you haven't done Me lonely you haven't done beat biter none of those records why don't you do those
0: those songs are not as interesting as the
1: Uh, oh see see what i'm talking about not as interesting you hear this guy
0: true i mean no. all right
1: you
0: you want me to play all right you know what this is for you Shaquan, since you want to um you want to talk about I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the song that defined uh, mc shan's career just a, a snippet instead
1: of playing the, the song why don't you do the lyrics see that's not the song that's the wrong artist too oh did i play that whoops oh whoops whoops nothing you did that all on purpose get out of here with that Dad. Fifty dollars. Lot and of he, money. And he goes with his shenanigans again. He goes with the shenanigans again. That's a nerve. I hope MC Shad is listening to this show and I hope he comes on the show one day and tears you to pieces. I'd love to hear it. Listen, I would love to have
0: MC Shad on this show. Uh if COVID ever resolves itself, we can have him live in the in the recording location. I'll get him a I'll get him a flask full of whatever he
1: likes to drink and we'll
0: just have a good time. And I
1: hope and I hope he knocks it over, I hope he knocks it over your head. Oh, man. We we only did two copies in one take. Scott didn't even eat. Oh, there he goes <laughs> quoting the beef DVD again. And you said it wrong. And you I did? said it wrong. Yes, you did. He didn't say two copies. What'd he say? Oh, my goodness. No, he, he said two copies. Make- we gave one to Red Alert. Oh, man. There he goes again. You see what I'm talking about with this beef DVD? We was in the studio for two hours. Fifty dollars, lot of money. That what you hear on the South Bronx is one take. Scott was complaining that I took too long.
0: Oh man, I I, uh, I love it. I love it. I I, I uh, this show has been this show is fun, bro. All, All right. right. Uh, the next email question comes from abraham abraham what up what's up abraham appreciate you writing in and he he writes t.o alfred and qg i appreciate everything you do i listen to a lot of podcasts about a lot of different topics and i've loved hip-hop my whole life and this is the only podcast of its kind i appreciate what you guys do my question is specifically for qg qg I noticed on the Wale episode that you had nothing good to say about Wale. I personally feel that Wale is a talented rapper, even though he is not in the class of Drake, Kendrick Lamar, or J. Cole. However, why did you not give Wale a fair chance? I personally feel that if you guys were being objective, that Wale should have been reviewed without jokes, and the episode was full of jokes from your end. Can you give me any clarity and your true feelings on Wale, without being... Uh, ooh, he, did he misspell this? He tried. I, I, think, I guess. I guess I he tried to right. okay. be funny, but he put F U Y N So.
1: Okay. No,
0: but, uh, yeah. W- no. Without being funny, I'm curious sure. to know. As out of the three of you guys, I take your side and you and your viewpoints uh, more seriously than the other two. Not to knock Alfred or Tio. Thank you again.
1: Abraham, thank you for that question and I will answer it. Abraham exactly. seems
0: to be Abraham seems to be a big fan of you and not me and T O,
1: but go on. <laughs> Shout out to you, Abraham. Well, listen, I I wouldn't be here without my brothers, without the Candyman and TO, but thank you for for asking that question. And if you're a Wale fan, awesome. More power to you. Now I'm going to this question. Wale is. The reason why the episode was full of jokes is because when I first heard of Wale, the candy man here, Alfred, I asked him, can you give me one song, one verse, one line, one bar that would make me listen to Wale? I did not do that. He kept singing the same hook from Lotus Flower Bomb. When you listen to the episode, you notice I keep making fun of Lotus Flower Bomb for a reason. Because of the personal interaction that Alfred and I had about Wale, and for weeks I kept asking, "What song should I listen to? What album should I listen to? What line did he set that made you a fan?" And he kept giving me the same line about Coco Beware. I think of Coco Beware. All she gets this a bird.
2: Man.
1: And 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 now now, now, now this is it. Now this is the thing. If I'm gonna get into a rap. Or any artist, especially in the rap sense, I need something to get my attention to make me want to hear more. And for me personally, Wale did not do that. And you can co-blame the candy bag for that.
0: You can't blame me for
1: that. Because I asked you many times, give me something to make me want to hear it. And you did not do that as a Wale fan. Now, usually, if somebody would have come to me and say, hey, I heard of this rap or such and such, what should I check out? and I'll give you something honest. I'll be, okay, check this song out. Check this. I will pull out their best work, in my opinion, as a fan, to, to, to put in your mind to listen to it. This man didn't do it. Now, the reason why the episode was full of jokes is because of this man here candy man i wanted to make you know i I was making fun of his favorite because he likes to make fun of my favorites a lot he does that a lot so i this was my way of getting get back i did listen to wale's catalog all of it and it just did not work for me so hip-hop is a big melting pot you know it's a buffet table you could pick and choose what you want to eat and wale he's just he's just not my taste no disrespect to him I know I made fun of him calling him Free Willie, a play on his name, Wale, calling him Whale and all that stuff. But he's a talented artist. You have to have talent in order to be in this game. He has a fan base. And, two, you he know, he's, he's a
0: two success. consecutive Two consecutive albums. went right. gold,
1: too. Right. Right. He's
0: a
2: success. Lotus Flower Bomb. What be your favorite flavor? Oh, man. Shout out shout outs to Wale even though QG don't like him. He goes Bumble. Yo, uh your 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 uh, audio skipped for a second, bro. Can you repeat that? Uh I, I just wanna say shout out to Wale, but I'm not a fan. Well, there you have it, ladies
0: and gentlemen. That is why QG is not a fan of uh
1: Blame this man. Blame this guy because he he failed at his job.
0: I am not taking the blame for that. Uh, uh, listen, I, I recommended the album about nothing, and the first thing out of this man's mouth was, after he listened to it, it was about
1: nothing. Right. Well, I mean, can you? Can, I mean, can you get? Okay, give us something. Give, give us a hot bar from that album. From the album about nothing. Yes. Give Give me a line. Give me a song.
0: Well, you know what I'm about to say, right?
1: What are you about to say?
2: Girl, you got the body of
1: a band. I hope that answers your question, Abraham. Because notice he didn't give me anything from Wale. He gave me a hook. He's singing again. Listen, man.
0: Wale Wale is is a talented rapper. Listen, if for anybody who, who who wants to get into some good Wiley, go listen to Free Lunch. How much is it? It's free. It's a mixtape. Right, Free Lunch. Yeah, Free Lunch.
1: And it's free. Yeah, it's free. Mm. Unfortunately. Maybe you body like I know, we know oh, nothing to do with Wiley. You hear that, mess? <laughs> That's got you see you see he further proves my point. He hasn't played anything. He hasn't said anything from that man. So this is
2: the reason why I Listen, listen. No better.
0: Listen, man. Listen. Wale, Wale is dope, man. Shout out. Shout outs to you, Wale. All right. Our our next question comes from Jessica. This one is specifically for you, QG, so I don't have any input on this question. Uh, Jessica says... All right, Jessica. Jessica says, hey, Rap Lab, I really appreciate the show. Me and my husband both uh, listen to the show when we're on our commute to work every day. The The show provides great insight into a genre of music that we love so much. My personal favorite episode is the classics debate. I have one question for QG. On that episode, he said that Lil Wayne has no classic albums in his discography. Could you clarify
2: why you feel that way? Thank you again.
1: I will clarify. First of all, Jessica, thank you for being avid listeners. We really appreciate you all. To answer your question about Lil Wayne, the reason why I felt he had no classics is because I heard songs. I appreciated his talent, but I was judging it from a full body of work because I felt that the Carter Three was overhyped. They played that those songs from that album. He got the Grammy. He went up. He got up on stage and he clicked his heels. He was dancing around and everything. Compared to the albums that was in that category, we're talking about the Cool. We're talking about American Gangster, and you know, we're talking about the End from the Nas album. Wayne. In the beginning, I always said, Little Wayne, BC, before Carter. That's the Wayne I actually like, from the block is hot and everything. And to put this out there, we were going to do another episode of the Classics Debate, and this was going to be a part two where we would review albums and stuff that we said were classics or those that we never heard before. So I was actually going on my Little Wayne binge at the time. But we were saving that for another episode, which we may still come to. So whenever that comes around again, I will put Little Wayne at the top of my playlist once again and listen to everything. But I feel when the Cardis came out, that's when the change began. And another thing, certain stuff that he says just doesn't do it for me. Like, you know, um, there is one. There is one I-
0: questionable line because. When he said Weezy yeah. F baby and the F is for,
1: is for phenomenal,
0: that right. made me that's, scratch that's up my head. One.
1: That's one right there. And let me put out another one. The the Rap City Freestyles. When he was on Rap City, he says, I could say don't rhyme and it's gonna rhyme. And they hyped it up. I'm like, Huh? Y'all hyping up that? And then and then when he was going around saying that he's the best rapper, people ran with it. I said, Why? Because he said he's the best rapper?
0: I mean, he ran unopposed. He's just going to take greatest, that and stride. He said, he said he's the greatest rapper since the greatest rapper retired.
1: It's just crap. That's not true. Wayne is one of those names. Wayne, I give Wayne all the credit in the world for being for being a great talent. I mean, is he a legend in your opinion, Candyman? I say so. You got to remember when it you comes to
0: Lil, when it comes to Lil Wayne, that run that he had from 2004. To early 2010. Was awesome. That yeah. was an amazing run, bro. You remember how? How can I equate this? So, you remember that 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 those two years, 2002 and 2003, where 50 Cent was everywhere? Yes. Lil Wayne took that run and doubled it by two and a half.
1: I got a question with that though. A lot of people cite the mixtape Wheezy as the best version of Wheezy. Do you agree with that?
0: So I put it like this, especially because Lil Wayne is somebody who I've followed his entire career, right? Yes, you have. And I'm going to be a little bit biased here. My f- personal favorite version of Lil Wayne is the same as yours, the before Carter Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer Lil Wayne when he was in the Hot Boys. However, a lot. I cannot deny that he dropped three straight classics consecutively as far as albums go because mm. if you look at the the history of his music his career was supposed his career got written off and everybody thought he was done after 500
1: degrees right. and he come and he am I wrong or am I right No you're right after 500 degrees was deemed a failure correct
0: and the block and and let, let's go in history for a second so everybody liked the block is hot Some people liked Lights Out, some people didn't. And everybody across the board uh, wrote off 500 Degrees. So his career technically was on life support. Um, Around that time period, the only notable notable song he was on in that time period was the remix to Grinding by The Clips, which the remix didn't even get much airplay. So he comes and he does the Carter, and he drops the first Carter, and everybody's like, "Oh, like Lil Wayne just he, he he had like a career resurgence, you know?"
1: So he did, cause they kept playing "Go DJ" over and over.
0: Yep, "Go DJ" was "Go DJ" was the song from um was the song from the car. And it's funny because that was the last um cash money re- big cash money record Manny Fresh ever touched. Manny Fresh never worked with Lil Wayne again after that. But um. Yeah, so every everybody um had him off had had his career on life support after 500 degrees. He drops the Carter, everybody's hype. He comes back with the Carter Two, which Fireman was all over the fucking place. Uh,
1: Fireman, it
0: puts you out. I mean, hey, the song the song was all over the radio. And it then was.
1: Uh, hustler, hustler music,
0: hustler music also got a fair amount of play. It did. Then, after that, even though it's not a Lil Wayne album by himself, him and Birdman come out with a "Like Father, Like Son,"
1: and what was the big single oh, off God. that? Oh Lord, <laughs> that song. <laughs> right, right, right. So
2: I mean,
0: that that album was a success too, even though I could do without Birdman rapping, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's starting like my daddy. There we go. Yeah. And, like my daddy. and then um, the Carter Three, which the Carter Three had Lollipop, which was a very, very, very big song.
1: You don't feel that
0: that album was overhyped just a bit? The Carter Three? Yes. All right. So even though this is not a Lil Wayne episode, I'm gonna go over the
1: Carter Three. Uh, for
0: well- the- there. So the Carter 3 let's look at the tracks, right? I mean,
1: you don't got to go through all all the songs. But yeah, I mean, a Millie was on there. A A Millie got played a lot.
0: A Millie got played a lot. Lollipop was the song of 2008. Mrs. Um, Officer. Mrs. Officer was played a lot. And Mr. Carter was played a lot, him and Jay-Z.
1: Right, right, exactly.
0: I mean, those are four songs that all did well.
1: People annoyed me me with uh, Mrs. Officer. I personally feel way wait, dropped. Wait, wait. Go ahead well, Was it the line in Lollipop or was it the line in Mrs. Officer Where he said she wanted to lick the wrapper So I let her lick the wrapper That
0: was in Lollipop, yeah That was
1: in Lollipop, yeah People kept coming to me with that, with that line And I was like, oh my lord Like Y'all just hyping this. Oh, that's another thing with me. It, ha- it it wasn't really much against Wayne. It was more about the fans. Some of the fans that just overhyped everything, and I'm like, yo, come on. Like that's hot to you? You know,
0: you know what? Um, comfortable with babyface was actually a pretty decent record
1: too. Comfortable with babyface.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that record. So. But I'm gonna go on a limb and say Wayne dropped three straight classics, three albums in
1: a row. So you think the all like the Carter one, two, and three are classics? Yes, the first three Carters. And then the run stopped after that.
0: The run stopped after the Carter three because um I think Wayne shot himself in the foot with Rebirth. I don't know what Rebirth is.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. When I, I heard bits and pieces of Rebirth, I said, "What are you doing?"
0: The Carter 4 was good but not great. I Am Not a Human Being was good but not great. Same thing for the second one and the Carter 5
1: uh was okay. I but, mean The Carter 4, I mean uh it, correct me. Was it there wasn't that when the issue was going on with the label like that album came out too late? It was already done but they wouldn't put it out?
0: Yeah, that and Carter 5 had had issues with the label. Carter right. Four Carter Four was a success sales wise though, because what was the song that took over the radio? Six foot, seven foot, eight foot. <laughs> Even though we ain't hear from Corey Gunn since then, but That's true. We haven't. Shout out to you, Corey. He's a son of a gun, but I mean, a lot of and you know what is funny? Because like, after every episode, some people will hit me up and just talk to me about about what they listen to. And a lot of people were astonished that you had Lil Wayne as zero classics I vividly remember that
1: well for all you people out there uh when we get to the chance to go over another part of Wayne we could even dedicate an entire episode to Wayne if you know if my brothers want I'll do my research and homework and thoroughly listen to the full body of work I felt he didn't have a full body of work that was merited a classic he got singles he got songs he's talented he's one of the best, but, you know, as a full-body classic album, when I think of classics, the word classic gets thrown around a lot. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I'll I go back and listen to, you know, his records and see what I could find. But it's just those lines that we mentioned, the overhypeness from the people. I was like, don't overhype to me. You know, if I'm into you, I'm into you. But if you tell me this and that, man, I feel that line is trash, I'm going to tell you it's trash but Wayne is a legend so i'm going to do what i got to do to see what this is all about
0: okay all right so the next question this question is directed specifically at me um all right. of course of course bro if you have an opinion you can chime in oh yeah sure. um anthony writes i really enjoy the rap lab podcast and i appreciate what you guys do for the culture I wish you all nothing but success, and I hope your podcast and platform continues to grow. However, I have one question, specifically for Alfred. You seem to have a beef with Eminem when it comes to how he handled Tupac's uh, early recordings. I personally did not think anything was wrong with Loyal to the Game, and I thought that his contributions on the Tupac Resurrection soundtrack actually did Tupac justice. Could you go in-depth and explain why you dislike Eminem touching Tupac's work? As always, I enjoy the show, and I look forward to many more episodes. Thank you. All right, Anthony, so now I'm not trying to get disrespectful, but you said you liked Loyal to the Game? I don't know anybody who likes Loyal to the Game. It wasn't trash. It wasn't... Do you... All right, so since it wasn't trash, do you like that album? Because I don't it's,
1: like that album. It's not an out like if you lay out all of Tupac's albums right in front of me. Obviously, that's not the first album I'm gonna grab and bump. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it it felt more like you said. I agreed with you that it was more of an Eminem album. It had an Eminem sound to it, and Eminem's production style and Pac's lyrics, it they just didn't. It just didn't go together. You know what I mean? Like. I and I and I said with you, I didn't like how they changed Pac's vocals, making him shout out people that he would never shout That's out that the he only never met. Thi-
0: that is, and it's funny you mentioned that because as I've said before, that is the only thing about what Eminem did with his recordings that I actually enjoyed because it was oh, kind of cool. shouting
1: out G Unit and all that stuff.
0: It was kind of cool to hear to hear Pox say G Unit.
1: I didn't like that. And, and you know what else too? I'm, I'm and and, and, and and a lot of those recordings that were redone, we heard the originals.
0: Yeah, my and see here's my biggest beef, right? So I don't know if it was M M or Interscope, but people seem to think like we stupid, like like Pac didn't come on the ninety four Source Awards and perform out on bail. Exactly.
1: The original produced by LG Hutton.
0: And I as I said before, and I'm gonna say it again. My issue is that Eminem, like you said, QG, Eminem, he took Pac's acapellas and he made it. He made beats. And honestly, I've never liked M as a producer either. But I, I, I'll save that for another day. But certain, he produced. I mean, certain certain M tracks I, I, I can get into. But continue. He produ- like you said, he produced those songs as if he was producing for himself. Right. And my biggest issue is. He wrote this letter, and we all know about the letter he wrote to Afini Shakur. Yes. I personally feel like he took advantage of Afini, but again, some people will disagree.
1: I don't agree with him taking advantage. No. He's a legit Tupac fan.
0: And as a legit Tupac fan, if you claim to be such a legit Tupac fan, then why didn't you make beats to tailor to Tupac, or or you go and get certain producers that that have either worked with or, or or whose sound could match Tupac's. Like for example, there's one song on Loyal to the Game. Uh the the DJ Quick version of Loyal to the Game sounded good because Quick worked with the man while he was alive. Yes.
1: yes. So as far somebody as somebody that as, had chemistry with Pac in the studio actually, yes.
0: As far as the Tupac Resurrection soundtrack, the version of Running from the Police that's on there I don't like that instrumental.
1: It was cool, but compared to the original, and and it had more guests on it.
0: The only Eminem and and Eminem's putting himself on Tupac songs. The only Eminem Tupac collab I actually like is One Day at a Time.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of my favorites as well.
0: With uh, with with Tupac Eminem Outlaws. That's it.
1: Yeah, that worked
0: out. That worked out good. I feel like he butchered the legacy. And then I don't know if you heard, but during those sessions, he actually damaged some of the the tapes, the original tapes.
1: He damaged some of the original tapes.
0: If um the song Ghost, the original tape got destroyed in the process. Oh damn. So, I mean, that's that's what I've read online. I don't know how true that is, but. Wow. Um, I feel like if anybody. If anybody was gonna I don't know who could have handled those projects, but I feel like Eminem was the wrong person because also Eminem, if you listen to any of Eminem's music, his sound never
1: comes close to Tupac. Eminem never <laughs> made
0: anything sounding remotely West Coast, and that's all Tupac. I don't
1: know. Right. I mean what you had here was an experiment and it was M style with uh Affini, you know, giving the blessing to someone who is a, who is a Diehard Tupac fan. He shouts Pac out all the time. He's done interviews where he states what Tupac meant to him personally. And that's understandable. So diehard Pac fans such as you and I and everybody else that have studied Pac and know his style, you know, with Eminem, we're like, no, this don't fit. Because, again, the people he worked with, the Johnny Jays of the world, the Shock G's, the DJ Quicks, the Dr. Dre's, the Dash Dillinger's, like... I, I feel if we saw any of those people a part of this, it would have put our mind at ease at least because at least they've worked with him. Like if M, if M probably would have reached out to, to any of those guys that, you know, I mean, God bless the dead, Johnny Jay's no longer with us. Those producers that are still living would have been like, Hey, what was Pac like in the studio? What kind of sound was terrible?" And then work around that. I felt we could have had a different album and M, M could still be in control but he would have had better knowledge of what it was like to work with pac in the studio m never worked with pac in the studio so he kind of did this blindly like he got the vocals he made the tracks he put it together and that's my opinion of of, of how we got what we got you agree I,
0: I i definitely agree with you i'm 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 not opposed to that whatsoever
1: yeah I mean that would have been my move if I was producing for pop,
2: but again like i like i've like like I've gone on to say, I feel like
0: he was the wrong person for the job like like I'll even tell you this when when they did the um the notorious soundtrack for biggie, they mm. had the right people involved in both the movie. And the soundtrack. Agreed. Oh, so I don't know why they just couldn't do the same for Pac, and I'm sure I'm I'm sure nobody wrote a letter to to Miss Wallace.
1: <laughs>
0: so I mean, but then again, Puff had a heavy hand in that, and Puff was a see that's what you need. You need somebody that was around him in his entire career, who had heavy input on the soundtrack, who had heavy input on the movie. Puff did. Exactly. did. D- I think didn't D Rock executive produce the movie or, or the soundtrack or something? Not the soundtrack, but I know he had like a a, a, a huge hand in the movie.
1: I believe I believe D Rock played a big part. Yes.
0: Meanwhile, I mean, and and I know that you said you really didn't like All Eyes on Me, but
2: the um, movie, no.
0: Even even though I think it was a a decent movie, you didn't have any input from anybody. Afeni was dead by the time production started. And
1: and wasn't it um John, and, j- who was John Singleton? John John Singleton. John Singleton. He, yeah, he was, he was, he was originally supposed to, be, supposed to be yeah, and then he got fired.
0: Yep, and then L. T. Hutton took over. So I mean, L. T. Hutton was around Pac, but he wasn't around Pac for everything. He was around Pac toward the end. Right. So I mean, that whole thing was mishandled. But to answer to answer the question, um, my issue with Eminem, I feel like he butchered. Those 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 Tupac recordings. I feel I feel like he, he produced for himself, not tailored to Tupac. And if you had to ask me, what is my least favorite Tupac album? It'll be I I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have to think about it. It's loyal to the game, no hesitation.
1: I would agree with that. I mean, I I appreciate Eminem. I'm an Eminem fan, but I agree with 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 Alfred's statement on that. That album, it just didn't fit well.
2: And yeah, it just. I don't know. It just didn't didn't do well for me.
0: All right. You ready for the next question? Bring it on. All right. Rebecca writes in, Dear Rap Lab, I thoroughly enjoy the show. I feel like you guys are very knowledgeable. I, in particular, am a fan of Alfred and his quirks and his comedy. I feel it is much needed for the show. My question that I would like to have answered is, on the Sports and Hip Hop Connection episode, You guys talked about various sports athletes and sports stars who had rap albums and participated in making rap songs. Out of any song that was rapped by a professional athlete, do you guys consider any
2: of them to be classics? That's a good question.
1: Any song from particular...
0: No. Well, she asked, any song, any song. Do we think there are any classic songs from rappers that that who happen to play professional sports?
1: Oh, that's a good question. You want to go first?
0: With that? There's there's only one that comes to mind, honestly.
1: Which one do you got?
0: Um, uh, Shaq. Can't stop the rain. The only that, that was my
1: pick. That was my pick. Yep. Yeah,
0: that's that. Because <laughs> think about it, rappers that actually had. I mean. You're gonna laugh at me for this, and God bless the dead, because I miss Kobe Bryant. But his verse on that Brian McKnight song was 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 impressive
1: to me. Kobe Bryant, Um, uh, love you, love the Mamba. I mean, the 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 Brian McKnight record people talk about all the time. You know, with his verse, especially the way he was moving his hands around and trying to get into it. But yeah. I agree with Shaq and Big. You can't stop the rain. That record is just so. Shaq got a lot of records, but that's my favorite one as well. the The, the, the production. It was nineteen ninety seven. You know, Big is in, is in full form here, and Shaq is a true fan. Shaq took it serious. That's why we always quote Shaq. You know, what I mean, it wasn't about the money. He's a he's a true hip hop head, and he could freestyle. He could do it. So. That to me is the perfect song. You can't stop the rain. His style, the way he and, and he didn't try to do what Big did. Shaq was Shaq and Big was Big. It was a great combination of those guys. It was a, it's a feel good record. Like when you listen to it, it just has that style. And you can't stop the rain. Is dope.
0: A lot of people and, then big and and Big and Shaq meshed well. A lot of people forget it. Shaq is from Jersey.
1: So Shaq is from Jersey.
0: Yep. Sha- Shaq is from Shaq is from Jersey, so the fact that he and Big meshed well together, the East Coast sound, it, um, is not surprising. But I can't think of any. Would you consider that that uh, um, Prime Time by Dion Sanders a-, a classic song for a single? That I consider what the song by Dion Sanders. <laughs>
1: They are that is Mr. Prime Time. I mean Prime Time can do no wrong in anybody's eyes, to be honest. You know, people love the guy. Uh It's something to listen to, you know. I mean, is it my personal favorite? No. But uh <laughs> It's just something to listen to, to be honest. I mean I mean I you topped that uh prime time record. You are gonna put that at the top of your playlist?
0: Yeah, I just can't stop the rain. However, um for those of you who have uh, NBA 2K21, um, that that Damian Lillard or Dame Dollar, if you will, that song he has Oh uh, yeah, Dame Dollar. Yeah, Dame Dollar, correct.
1: He's proven that. He got into a lyrical warfare with Shaq. He proved himself.
0: But uh, as far as other athletes who did songs, I really can't think of anything notable that stands out. I don't even think I have anything in my collection by a professional athlete. I mean, we can't I don't count Master P in that conversation only because he was a rapper before he got into the NBA.
1: Iverson did it for a minute. Yeah, but, but, I, can't but quote got, Iverson. I can't name you one Allen no, Iverson. No, all. you can't. No, you can't. You can't. And, and Iverson got criticized for a lot of his lyrics. I mean, Shaq, Shaq got music videos. He's got platinum and gold plaques. He's worked with great producers. He's worked with DJ Quick. He's worked with Eric Sherman. He's done joints with Fat Joe, Mob Deep. Shaq gets the nod because he's worked with a lot of established artists. He got respect on and off the court, and he got respect in the booth. So he's worked with Nas. He's worked with all these different people. He's worked with well-known He's worked with Jay-Z. There's no other athlete that has what Shaq has. That's why Shaq gets the respect and the nod. Pay homage. Bow down to the king. And
0: the funny thing is, like you mentioned, Shaq didn't need the money from rapping.
1: No, he did it for fun as a fan.
0: Yep, and he did it for fun and turned into a commercial success.
1: Sure he did.
2: All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. All right. Here's here's another one. Um.
0: Oh, sorry. I took a sip of my tea real quick. But um, so Angelica writes in, Rap Lab, I love, I love what you guys do. I love your content, especially the length of the episodes. I appreciate uh, every Sunday. I work on weekends and Sunday nights is what I look forward to the most because your new episodes of Rap Lab drop. I have one thing to note about your content, however. You guys don't particularly make mention of a lot of uh, rap songs that feature R&B artists. I would like to know if there are any favorite tracks you have that are hip hop R&B collaborations.
2: Thanks once again.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty. But uh, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna take why we don't really discuss that? Ah, uh,
0: well, I mean, when we, when we look. Oh, I, I we bring them up in passing, you know, like when we look at like for example, we did the ninety five Source Awards. We talked extensively about You're All I Need by uh Method Man and Mary J. I mean yeah. for the since yeah. the beginning of time, um, hip hop has used R and B for samples. Um, we talked about that when we when we discussed uh Biggie's Ready to Die when uh, Tawazi was on the episode. Um, shout outs to Tawazi, by the way. Um to We we we've talked about it in passing, but we don't focus on it because again, we, we here to talk about hip hop, we're here to talk about rap. But I get where she's coming from. Only mm. because I feel like hip hop and R and B go hand in hand, even though R and B was around way before yeah. hip hop became a thing. But um
2: yes.
0: and I feel like hip hop couldn't coexist. I mean couldn't exist without some type of unity with R&B, but... That's a fact. But, I don't know, I feel like... I feel like... And it's funny, because we... I used to... When the pandemic first started, I used to, in addition to the podcast, I used to go live on the radio, and I remember T.O., and I know you remember this, too, I would go live every Saturday, and T.O. had an issue when I played a Destiny Child masterpiece song. So... Mm. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't really, like, I, I, I all right, I'll say this. We can't have a full episode where we just talk about all R&B records. Will R&B right. come up? Will R&B come up? Yes. R&B has to come up Absolutely. because you have plenty of R&B artists who feature on hip-hop songs all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: As far as
2: a favorite R and B hip hop crossover? Oh. Do you do we consider J Lo R and B? No, right?
1: I mean J Lo she transcends a lot. She's pop, she's R and B, she's she's all these genres of music, but what record are you thinking? Are you thinking of a jaw rule record? Yes.
0: Well you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Mesmerized by uh, by Jack oh, Rule and the Sharky. Oh is it?
1: no, that's your favorite <laughs> oh, that's <terrible. laughs> out of all the collaborations, bro.
0: And
2: always on uh, time, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jack Rule and the Sharky is great,
2: but uh,
1: I'm mesmerized, bro, really your
2: hair your eyes oh no Maybe.
1: nah bro, nah, bro. me personally when you talk about R&B and rap collaborations there's only one person I feel who is the queen of all of that combined and that goes to Mary anytime Mary does a record with Nas anytime she did anything with Meth, anytime she did anything with Jay Z Anybody, Mary does not. My number. One, I gotta go with Mary and Lil Kim. That record, I think that record is phenomenal. I can love you better than she can. Just the way that Mary and Kim present themselves as royalty. Kim's verse is crazy. Mary's vote. Mary, Mary is the queen of hip hop soul. Even the what, even what's the four one one with her and Grand Poobah is one of my all time. Uh, so I think. It, to answer your question, anything that Mary J. Blige is on with a rapper is an instant classic for me. Especially the um, I Love You remix with Smith & Weston. You can put that on for me any day of the week. Mary and Smith and & Wesson. And Mary is my pick when it comes to that. I mean, there's plenty you could talk about. You know, and, you, know you got May I
2: Record this Fire. L.L. Yeah, LL is
0: the is the goddamn king of, of oh, uh, all <laughs> RB collaborations.
1: He kinda he kinda set the blueprint. I mean he got the Boys to Men collaboration, he got the Drew Hill collaboration, he got <laughs> all these collaborations with different RBX. So uh but my my personal pick is Mary J. Blige and, and Luke Okay. All right, we got
0: another question. This one is directed specifically at you, bro. So, uh, All right, what you got for me? Dante writes in. Dante, what up? Dante was good. Thank you for writing in. Dante writes, Rap Lab, I really appreciate what you guys do. However, I have one issue with a recent episode that you had. The Wale episode in particular, <laughs> QG was just too much on Wale and overbearing. There we go. Alfred brought up a a great point that QG dismissed heavily when he talked about his penchant for writing tunes for the ladies and R&B crossover songs. I I think Alfred's criticism and assessment of Wale compared to Ja Rule and LL Cool J was fair considering that most of those two rappers fan bases were comprised of women and that most of their successful songs were were R&B duets and ballads and love ballads. QG, can you give an insight as to why you dismissed that comparison, please?
1: I didn't dismiss the comparison. What I did was point out to Alfred that LL has respectable, hardcore other records other than the ladies. Yes, the ladies are fan base. However, that's not his full-blown market. Even though that sells, he still makes records for everybody else to appreciate. You could go with i need love you could go with the boys to men record you could go with lounging but you still got your four three two ones you still got your ill bombs you still got all these other records that ll has done radio ja rule the original ja rule when he first came out was not always like that if you listen to Vidi Vici, he was more of a hardcore type and the album did go platinum With Holla Holla, I did bring that up on the episode. It's just that that formula, marketing towards the women, seems to be the way to sell, and these guys are going to take advantage of it. However, Ja Rule still will give you a balance, and LL will still give you a balance. I don't see that balance from Wale, which was my issue. And Alfred, I'm going to ask you, the other the, like, do you deny that Wale makes most of his rants towards women? I'll tell you this.
0: On attention deficit, I don't think there was anything there that was geared specifically towards women. Mm-hmm. Same thing on ambition same thing on ambition, right?
1: You sure about that on ambition?
0: Well Lotus Flower Bomb, okay. I I I I take that back. Attention deficit. Though there was no content there strictly for women,
1: and it's not necessarily the song; it's the verses too.
0: Well, yeah, Lotus like, Flower Bomb the- on Ambition. I mean, The Gifted had Bad, uh, that and the remix on there, which, and then the album about Nothing had The Body, um, Shine had My uh, My Pyt, and right. My Love. So I right. mean, but though, but the whole album is not. Cause all right, let's let's all right. Let me pull up LL Cool J for a second. Matter of fact, yeah, let me pull up LL Cool J for a second, and Go we can talk about no, notable songs that this man had Go geared towards women. So but, I need. But but but
1: but but do you but do you, but do you agree that that's not all he has? He does have those other records that I. Mentioned. No uh, no, and I, I I agree with you. LL Cool J does have
0: battle records. He will rip your head off. I don't think I've ever heard a, a diss song coming from Wale, ever. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, he didn't. I guess you know, if he's
1: not engaged in the battle, he don't. But but go that's to also too. You ever. can't
0: battle if you you can't battle if you don't have
1: anybody to battle. Right, but it's more than just a battle record. LL gets respect for what he says lyrically. Like, but but look
0: at the, but look at his biggest charting hits though. Um, around the way, girl. Fuck. Doing it, lounging,
1: hey, lover. That's just from a mainstream, that's a mainstream standpoint, which is. Love uh, you better. Love you better. Paradise. Yeah, but. but, Right. But, but, but. Doesn't he get the respect as one of the greats of all time? And it's more of records why he gets respect?
0: Well, yeah, because I do agree with you. I shot you. Ill bomb. Four, three, two, one all uh all great records um you know my personal favorite ll song is not a lady's song i love the booming system
1: right right, Mama said, right. my out. personal favorite is not a lady right my personal favorite is not a lady's love song either sure that may be ll's marketing but he still has those other records and he gets respect from his peers lyrically that's another thing that i that, that i need to point out it's wale does wale really get the props for what he says lyrically? Depending on who you ask. That's true. It does depend on who you ask. So I'm not dismissing LL or or Ja Rule, not at all. I'm giving you an i I'm giving you the examples of what that what that whole thing is about. With LL Cool J it's different. With Ja Rule, we see the transition from where he went from that to that. And look what happened in the end. It cost it. That's true.
2: Okay. This next Even a
1: new single. Doesn't I mean I mean doesn't Wiley have a new single out right now? He does, yeah. I hate to pull the candy man, but it's that one. We've been on a tragedy for much that one? Yes. You like that song? Not his best work, but
0: I tolerate it. Okay. Continue. This next email is very interesting, uh, and it's from another listener in Paraguay. Yo, before I continue, shout-outs to Paraguay. Y'all keeping us afloat. Viva la Paraguay. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Ernesto from Paragu- Paraguay writes in, um, Dear Rap Lab, I just discovered your podcast uh, three weeks ago, and I started from the beginning. Uh, on the very first episode, you guys mentioned how you met in college, and during university, you would have conversations about rap all the time. My question to you is: Have any of you ever tried to rap yourselves since
2: you know so much about the music? Should we go? Should we get into this? <laughs> Why
1: not? Why not get into it?
0: So this will be the last uh we have so many emails we can't answer them all, but uh we definitely gotta do a part two to this, especially with yeah, TO. We're
1: back. definitely gonna say something back. Oh no. no. Oh yeah, most definitely we gotta say this for Mac, but yeah.
0: But um to answer the question, the question is yes, Ernesto. We all three of us have attempted to rap at some point in time. Uh to give a brief history, uh like we said on that first episode. Uh, We all met at York College or York Correctional Facility in Jamaica, Queens. I I, I hate that place with a passion. Every time I think about it, it makes my blood boil. But, um... Oh, boy. And it was at a point in time where we were were there, and in the cafeteria, it seemed like everybody who walked through there wanted to be a rapper. Like, I kid you not. To the point where people made their own fake record labels and was saying they was paying their artists (laughs) in bags of chips.
1: <laughs> there but he goes again. <laughs> it's the truth. that the man not. I'm not gonna name Nick. We don't. Why I'm did not, you ju- just stay focused on the question? You don't gotta bring that man. Focus on you as the rapper. Come on, man.
0: And, uh, everybody, everybody out there was a rapper, but ain't none of them made it. Made it, and they still rapping to this day. Some of them. But anywho, <laughs> um, but yeah, we did rap. We had a little group. We had several group names for our little group because, you know, I had to oh, change the name. We, 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 we was in a large group uh, that I named Ghetto Life because, you know, I was on my Thug Life shit at the time. Do um, you still life, remember what that acronym means? Oh, yeah. I can't forget about that. <laughs> ghetto Life was an acronym uh, that me and QG and, and T.O. was a part of. It stood for uh, it's obviously you know how to spell ghetto and you know how to spell life. So, the acronym was Gathering Higher Education to Teach Others Life is Fundamentally Enlightening.
1: Yo, man, no, I, was,
0: I was high as a kite when I came up with that. But, anywho. Oh, Jesus, man, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, we, were, we were a collective, the seven, I won't name the other four. And it came to the point where we all had dog tags uh, with our uh, group name on them. I, I uh. I I'm not gonna say on air what happened to my dog tags, but QG know the story. But yes,
1: I know the story.
0: But uh, but yeah, we we did rap. We TO was the only one. I did multiple songs. I actually had a full mixtape. I called it Murder Music. Uh, don't ask me to send y'all none of the songs on it. Um, especially
1: the intro. The intro was great.
0: The intro after this podcast. <laughs> That
1: intro will never hear the light of day ever
0: again.
1: But for those of you who have heard it, ah, oh, man. Oh, 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 and, and, and by the way, if you do listen to the mixtape, there's a song that I am featured on, but the song was changed somewhat, except my part, which blame this man here for pulling an Alfred, which is another inside term for this podcast. Pulling an Alfred is when you uh, are asked to do a song with alfred and you freestyle your part but then you tell him you know let me write something if you want to make this a legitimate serious record alfred says no leave it man it's good you know da-da-da. he freestyles over it somebody else freestyles over it and then when the song comes out guess whose verse changes? alfred that's pulling it out for ladies and gentlemen, for well, you want to well, know well, out hey, there. My, my,
0: my verse changed and one verse got cut. So, hey. But, right.
1: Uh, but
0: yeah, we. I mean, and then QG, you've had your share of projects.
1: Oh, man. I mean, you got to go back from, I, I first started, you know, writing rhymes in the sixth grade and just recording on cassette tapes with my boys. And um, you know, there were various groups. It was the Knuckleheads in the beginning. Shout out to my boy, Tyson. shout out to uh, shout out to my boy Apparition and all the people that were involved with that uh referee. And um then we went to, you know, it was KHP, which was shortened, you know, Knucklehead Productions. Shout out to my boy Illy E. That's when my boy Ed came through, man. And then after that fizzled out, I joined Ed, my boy Illegal. E in uh, a group called 187. It was a big group of us. We were in high school together. You know, we still maintained, we still stayed in contact. You know, we recorded songs and, you know, we were a part of things. That kind of fizzled out a little bit. Then when I came to college, you know, I met Al. Al was already rapping. I was already rapping. We, we collaborated on that. And, you know, it just, it just grew from there. And, uh, like he mentioned, with Ghetto Life, there were other artists around. We were all friends. And we said, hey, well, let's just come together as a collective group. And we supported each other at the time. We tried to come out with more. Other people were coming out with projects. And, you know, we were all featured. You know, we were featured on each other's stuff. And uh, we tried to make more of it. But time goes, time grows. And, you know, I have no regrets. I had a blast. And at that time, uh, I wasn't rapping. I was out. And I, I wasn't doing it. And thank thankfully, you know, these guys pulled me back in and gave me a chance to get that get that feeling back of rapping. So it was fun. You know what I mean? So yes, we have. We I had so many project mixtape ideas that I didn't come out with, so many songs I still have in my notebook, songs recorded on my files that I you know, I'd listen to from time to time and yeah, it was it was a it was a good run.
0: T O who ain't here but Yo, we actually
1: right. got him to do a song. He did one <laughs> song in his life, just one.
0: But uh,
1: yeah, he did one, and, and and we did our best, you know. He did he did his thing. He got in there. He he wrote like we didn't write for him or nothing. He stuck to it. He did it. He gave it 110 percent, you know, for what he did.
0: But I don't know what the fuck we was thinking, trying to make a song over over Puff Daddy and the uh, Family. Oh
1: uh, man. Um, yeah, that could have came out a little different. That could have came out better, but. I mean, we tried. Ultimate Victory was the name of it. And then, you know, we had T.O. talk his trash at the end and say what he had to say. <laughs> and it just, it just kind of, it was kind of all over the place. That was the first time we actually worked together, you know, the three of us on that. We tried something. And, yeah, I mean, it was.
0: Previously, T.O. Was, was just a skit man.
1: Right. And we tried to get him in the forefront to say something, to push his message out.
0: Huh? Yeah. Uh, we got uh, we got more emails, but uh, I think we should save the rest of these for when uh, To does come back. But uh,
2: we,
1: this was fun, did, man. We yeah, we
0: we did this we did this episode mainly so that you know you guys could have something to listen to while uh while To is away. Uh, we felt we we had to put something out, so I mean yeah, I mean this this conversation is still interesting, so um yeah i think i think we could do another ask to rap lab anything because we i still got a a, uh what is this 21
1: more emails to sift through all right we're definitely going to get to those
0: so uh most definitely so uh we'll be back next sunday and uh i guess maybe once every 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 few weeks we could do we could check the emails and if there's enough we could put out another episode ask us anything
1: absolutely keep bringing on those questions we love them we appreciate them we appreciate all you guys tuning in and writing us
0: exactly and you can't write into the show if you don't listen to the show and the email address again is uh rap lab pod at gmail.com it's in the description of every episode and uh yeah i did say to the people before we out qg are you good
1: i just want to say thank you thank you guys you know we and again you know, our opinions on the show is our opinions. If you agree, you agree. If you don't, don't. But we will always respect and answer everybody's questions.
0: Yep. And uh, for QG and myself and uh, for T.O. who ain't here right now, uh say thank you for tuning in to the Rap Lab. And we'll we see you all next week.
2: Peace.